I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This, this, this is an Intel Studios production. I am, uh, I'm a bit hungover today. Yes. Yeah, I had a couple of drinks last night. Yes. And, um... Yeah, and I'm just feeling a bit... It's all right. We've got somebody else to yes. shoulder the responsibility exactly. of this podcast. I, anybody that listens regularly will mm-hmm. be excited by this. Anybody else will think that's quite weird, but... We, we usually turn guests down. People say, mm. can I come on your podcast? And we mm. go, no. You know. <laughs> but today we've made an exception. We have, we have a guest. <laughs> and I'm a bit worried that you're overselling this guest. <laughs> because, I mean, I'm not the kind of booking which has been... Mm. Been negotiated over in the back behind the scenes for months, am I? I'm kind of more of a. Ad but you're, you're famous. Booking. You're famous on this podcast. That's what I like I know, about it. So I ruin the myth now because yeah. No, no. Let's I don't, explain. Don't worry about it. Okay. You explain. So uh, my good friend Andy, uh, Andy Abrahams, couldn't be here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> has come round because it's Tuesday and we're all going to watch the football today. So what is it now? So it's two o'clock today, so we've got two or three hours. Yes. You've popped over early. And yes. we thought, oh, let's include you in the podcast. Yes. I mean, you've been included many, many times before. Yeah, and I'm very honoured when you, when you mentioned And you've recommended oh. things to us, mm-hmm. and we've, we've put them out there, and it's been brilliant. Yeah. And also, you are the one that recommends a lot of TV viewing for you. So yes. you'll go, Andy told me to watch this, and blah, blah, blah. So... Mm. You were always in Sooner our thoughts. Sooner or later, I was about to strong on my way. You were, you were. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Most notably, you, you recommended Jews Don't Count. Yes. Which was a fantastic book. Yes, I'm very close uh, to, to my heart, as you know. Yes, I know, as, I know. As, as one of the ones that doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a great book, that, by the way. No, uh, it's a fantastic amongst book. Amongst many other things that you've got me onto with to, regards to podcasts and TV shows. Have and you read things. Jews Don't Count yet? Um, I have perused through it mm-hmm. and I've read bits with Michael, mm-hmm. but I haven't actually got myself a copy yet. I keep thinking I'm going to mm-hmm. get yours, but we'll I should get my own. You did get a copy of it and then you gave it away, I think. I did, but this is what I do. Like, this is what I do. I see something and I think, oh, yeah. actually, you'd really love this. I'll get another copy. Yes. Give it to somebody mm-hmm. and then I never get another bloody copy. Uh, but that was a good recommendation, folks. If you've yes. not read that yet, give it a read because it's very funny. Did we say David Badil? David Badil, yes. We did. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how are you? You all right? I'm good, thank you. You look, yeah. like, you look like you've lost weight. I mean, it's been said to me a few times that I may have lost yeah. weight. And you I... two middle-aged men with your, like, <laughs> spare tyres. Well, it was the day after your birthday I deliberately tried to start losing weight, you know, and... and so that was six worked. weeks ago? That was six, yeah, exactly six weeks and ago. And did you weigh yourself? I didn't, know, but... But you know you have. You can like, feel it. I, well, I go by the kind of... Inches. Oh, God, oh my God, are you going to show me something? I'm not going to show you. Okay, no, God. I'm just pointing to my, my waistline and my, my jeans. But you can button, feel it. You can tell, yeah, exactly, if you're kind of mm. fitting in a bit easier or How not. have you done it? Well, I think it is basically down to calorie deficit. Yes, for sure. It always this is, This is right? the only yeah. thing, and I, I, it's a horrible truth, yeah. that weight loss is um, 80% 
food, food. Yeah. Yeah. and 20% exercise. Yeah. Unfortunately, that is the case. Muscle does burn fat. So mm-hmm. obviously, if you've got no muscle, it's going to be harder to burn fat. But the truth is, it's calorie deficit. Yeah. So you just have to make your mm-hmm. strategy, don't you? It's like, I'm either going to have like smaller portions mm-hmm. or I'm going to cut out the snacks. Booze? Yeah. Well, I don't really drink. No. So that's not a problem. Mm. Um, yeah, me neither. Really. Yeah. I say that. I'm a bit hungover today, but I don't drink so a lot. So many women. No, neither of us mm. are big drinkers. So mm. many women mm. would have maybe two or three glasses of wine. Yeah. And yeah. Bob's your uncle, that's yeah. another blooming meal. Yeah, what's that, about three, four hundred yeah. calories? Maybe more, more than, than that. that. Yeah. Wow, really? Yes. So I think don't skip meals is my advice because then that's just miserable. But mm-hmm. you've just got to cut out the bits in between. I mean, luckily I have skipped a meal today because... We well, so rudely cause, cause said, like, I come over on, at lunchtime. Yes, yeah, so I just figured there'll be lunch. So be lunchtime is a time. It's yeah, not a food, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> if you said, shall I come over for lunch... I would have known exactly what you meant. Yeah. But when you say, no, I'll, I'll, I'll come late lunchtime. That was a like. communication error. It, it is, you know, be precise in your speech, oh, I think, is, uh, no, no, is you've what's helped. required. I'll, okay. I will lose more weight, mm-hmm. yeah, so thank you. Although we were going to order pizza for the... Yeah. <laughs> Yay! For the, for the pretty. I don't know if there's a Domino's near here. What's your favourite pizza? Well, what, what pizza could we recommend? I love Domino's. Oh, um, a brand I of do, pizza, a takeaway. Yeah. I do like a takeaway Domino's, but I also really like a thin crust Romana pizza from, from pizza, pizza Express. Express. Well, have you had a, an Italian thin crust from Domino's? No. Because you can choose a different base at Domino's. Oh, is what a lot of people you? don't know. Yeah, you think there's just a standard base, but if you go onto the app, you get thin and crispy and you get Italian style. Oh, wow. But the thin and crispy is like a car's water biscuit or something. It's oh, super thin. really? Really crispy and crunchy. So you get the ratio to topping to bread is a so much, funny. much better. Michael loves his ratios. Now, they only do them in medium, so you can't go large with the old thin and crispy. So the ratio of topping what to bread is amazing. he loves his ratios? He loves his ratios. Like, he's very yeah. particular. This counter like, that we are sitting at oh yeah, yeah. the stool to counter ratio mm. for michael it's is high. perfect that's interesting it's great. Yeah. we are just about to shave some um mm. height off our dining room table for michael so it just sits a bit lower i don't like to be intimidated by the food you know if it's a bit high yes on your and it's like oh, your chest yes. height or something I there's feel an like optimum a... travel distance between plates and, that, <laughs> and that's what you, yes. yes yeah you know so but, he loves his ratios. Yeah. The ratio has to be correct. Yeah, yeah. But when it is, you can see he's like, oh, he's, he's happy. okay, yeah. can relax. Yeah, it's important to be bread and, comfortable. At, yeah. Bread and food, like sandwich. Yeah. The, you need a decent ratio filling to bread. Oh! You know, you can't. Oh, I just want so to like, eat you. What I'll often do if I'm making a sandwich with the ciabatta <laughs> bread is I put the ciabatta in the oven yeah. and then take it out and then scoop the bread out oh. of the middle. Oh, wow. Then put the sandwich oh, filling in, wow. then close it. You reduce the bread ratio, you know. Can I just say something? Because mm. you just reminded me that mm. I often feel like I invented the ciabatta pizza. Do you remember in the 90s? Yes. And I feel like I was the first one on you that trend. You may well have been. Really? I, I feel like I invented it without any... You may well have been. There used to be this uh, rest, uh, a yeah. cafe on Mortimer Street called the Vellas, and they used to do something oh, called the that. Italian job. Yeah. But yeah. I bet that was after Andy did it. I don't think no, so. I didn't invent that. No, no. but that was, that was a layer of parma ham. Yeah. Uh, a layer of tomatoes, mozzarella on top, and then garlic oil on top, and then it was grilled. Oh wow. my god, that sounds amazing! It is a brilliant sandwich. Do you remember? Uh, I was going to say a wine bar called Paddy's in Kensington High Street, Kensington, and it used to do like a potato skin pizza. No. So, oh, uh, what? It was incredible. Potato yeah. pizza. Yeah. Starch and starch. 
Well, no, so but the skin the is so crispy, yeah, exactly. potato skin. Yeah, so ah. they take out the filling and they just use the skins and then put the load mm. the Do you know what I top. make when we're feeling really naughty? Is a mm. twice-baked potato. So oh, you yes. bake the potato, cut it in half, then scoop out the middle when the skin's all crusty, yeah. put it in a bowl, mash it with tonnes of butter. Mm. When I say tonnes of butter... Oh, my God, you've never seen anything like that. I mean tonnes of butter. Then put in some bacon bits, pancetta bits and a little bit of cheese. Then put it back in the baked potato, sprinkle some more cheese over it. I mean, this is wow. when I'm really pushing the boat yeah, out. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to eat for another week. And then put it back in the oven for a tiny bit just to kind of melt the cheese on top and then eat it. She, she did the Jamie Oliver show once, you know, with Jamie and Jimmy's <laughs> food thing. Yeah, at yeah, the end course. of the pier at South yes, Pier. Yes, and, and, and she yeah. took a recipe along yeah. that had so much butter in it. And cream. Jamie refused to put all the butter in that really? she had requested to go in. He said, he said the, the, the potato won't sustain it. <laughs> the potato couldn't take it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it really made me laugh. And I can remember them all thinking, can't be this much butter. I've got to it say, was, her ratios were all over the show. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to trade her up. I tell you. they were I'm going to start with something, okay. um, okay. which is something that we watched. I don't know if you've seen it, or oh. Andy, but it was a BBC drama that was recommended to us by several people. Mm. Lots of people messaged us as well to watch it. I'm always slightly anxious around BBC dramas because they tend to have a kind of set of production values to them which don't match Netflix. And I, fe- mm. I can feel like I'm watching a BBC drama sometimes and it always feels a bit like an episode of Doctor Who mm. or something like that. So I was anxious about watching it of a dig there, I guess, at BBC Drama, which I know some of it's really good. Yes. Some of it can feel a bit CBBC to me. Sometimes it's a co-production, isn't it? Like with yes. Bit like the, was it The Night Manager? That was a co-production. Oh, that, that was brilliant. That was brilliant. So got yes. a bit of extra in the production um, there. But it was called Together. And it was Sharon Horgan, who's always very good. Oh, yeah. But I always assume. Um, yeah. And James McAvoy. Yes, oh, yeah. my. I haven't seen it, no. There's I've heard three, them people, about it. Yeah. three people. Three people. I've heard them in talk about how they made film. it, yeah, on the radio. But, so. I've just read. Yeah. A, a, it's a play, basically. I read the, uh, the thing on IMDb. They said they shot it in 10 days. Yeah. Which is really impressive. Incredible. It's really, really good. So it's a. a it, in the reviews, it says they're a married couple, but they talk about getting married during the show. So I don't think they are a married couple. They're no. a couple that have been together for about 15 years. They've got a kid. And the whole thing unravels of why they ended up together and why they ended up having a kid and why they're kind of stuck. And now lockdown's kicked in so and they're trapped in this, right. in this bubble. Yes. But what you get very instantly from it is they... You're, you are in the room with them because they talk to the camera so more they than they talk the to each other. Oh, I see. So it's a conversation with you, the viewer, not necessarily with and each other. As a kind of commentary on what's going on. Yeah, how yeah. and how they're feeling. Okay. But, I mean, the amount of script that <sighs> they had to learn and the way that it was so brilliantly delivered. Yeah. Because... Mm. Effectively, it was a play, an hour and a half, mm. with three people in it, and the third person doesn't say one single word, I don't think. Not until the, the sun, end, yeah. Until the until very, very end. end oh, yeah. wow. So it's just two of them filling a whole hour and a half, and huge, long monologues, really, really detailed, <sighs> long monologues. Well, and own... oh, so good. No, I was just going to say, I heard Sharon Horgan and the director mm. talking about it on the radio, and they asked him how did they turn it around so quickly, mm-hmm. and he said that one of the main reasons was that they did these very long takes so it just meant less editing time yes there is oh, no editing wow. in it you know because yeah. but i mean they are minutes long you know like and there's stuff in it like there's a great one where he's talking to the camera a bit you know and he's i think he's either rolled a cigarette or he's rolled mm. a joint or whatever you know and he lights it and he smokes a bit of it yeah. but then it goes out you know and you can't as a viewer you can't have thinking oh his cigarette's gone out you know 
And of course, he acknowledges this. And while it's completely while unedited talking, chat, chat still going talking. on, and he's talking about something really quite dark and spiritual and all the rest of it. And then he puts the thing in his mouth and he goes to light it. And the lighter doesn't light. You know, and you're thinking, I wonder if they're going to cut the camera at any point. And then, but you can see the kind of professionalism in him, I think, as an actor, just thinking, well, it'll light eventually in its real life. And, and well, eventually and, and it lights, also, and you think, whew, it's lit, you know. And I then guess he takes if it drink. didn't, he'd have gone, yeah. put it down and carried yeah. on talking, because mm. I think that's the amazing thing about it, the realism. Yeah. And the other thing that we really enjoyed was this kind of look back at lockdown mm. and all of the sort of turning points, you know, oh, we can go out again. Yes. We can go to restaurants. It was really Because mm. it goes through the first lockdown and the second lockdown. So there's a bit in the middle, I think, where essentially they feel a bit freer and then it's Christmas again and they're all locked in again. But bloody hell, I, I was really blown away by it. And I started to cry at one particular point. There's Sharon Hogan's got a problem mm. with his, her mum who's in a care home. So he, you get this kind of window into the care home system through her kind of monologue of it. And I just remember thinking, oh, this is good, you know. But I was a little bit aware that I could see the acting, you know, when you think, mm. oh, I can see the acting. And I was thinking, oh, can I, I see it? I or can't, can't I see it? Boy. No. I couldn't. And then... A little bit was Sharon. Yes, mean, yeah, yeah. But hardly. It's not a criticism, it though, really. It isn't a criticism, because it's the most amazing. And what do you mean by see the, the acting? There was one in... Mm. I, in fact, mm. in that monologue for me, I thought, oh, I can kind of feel mm. but maybe that's because she's a tv actor yes. he's so used to film mm. he's a very, he's a heavyweight basically a heavyweight. isn't he you know yeah. but anyway experience. he has it, a lot more experience i think of that. It, credit to sharon hogan because there was this amazing. bit where she turns you know she's talking about a mum in the care home that mm. she, and she might die and then the convert her monologue turns really dark yeah. all of a sudden and i just burst into tears really i couldn't wow. could, just couldn't control myself and mm. i thought bloody hell this really works it, it's a fantastic thing for the BBC. Mm. It's the best thing that's come out of the BBC that I have seen mm. for a very, very mm. long time. It was really good. Mm. Can't recommend that high enough. Yeah. And, um, watch it, yeah. I haven't seen James McAvoy in anything for a while. He no. did that thing called Split. I don't know if you yes, saw that with yes, Split Personalities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great bloody good. But I remember him in The Last King of Scotland more than anything else. Yes. Remember that where he gets hoiked yeah, up oh, by yeah, those yeah. Haven't seen it. Remember really? Him, uh, no. Years ago, I remember him started for 10. Oh yeah, I don't see, I didn't see that. Little, great little film. That's quite early on in his career. And then obviously he's done the, um, the Mar- what's it, what's the Marvel films. Um, and that, the, um, the, the Magneto. X- X-Men. Yeah. yeah, X-Men. Oh, he's done X-Men, hasn't yeah. he? Because mm. Split is, and Glass is part of uh, the comic book universe, isn't okay. it? It's a very, very dark bit of it. it which, is the one, is, which is the one that's there's directed by Angelina Jolie? There's one oh, that's is there? I'm sure there's a film, yeah. Ah. And also he's in the um, His Dark Materials Oh, is he? Oh, is he? Mm. Philip Pullman. Yeah. But um, brilliant. I mean, I totally... Yes. T- t- I rated him so highly in it, he'd absolutely knock my socks off. I'd watch anything with him in it again. And uh, if you've not seen The Last King of Scotland, we have to yeah, watch that. Yeah, I want to watch it's it. A, it's a great, great film. Who plays Idi Amin? I can't remember. Uh, uh, Forrest Whitaker. Um, oh, I have yeah. seen it. Oh, you have? Yeah, yeah. I have yes. seen it. Oh, but, we just, but I don't really remember it. Film. I'd like to see it again. And the other thing James McAvoy did, of course, was Shameless. Oh, God, God, yes, I saw him in that the other day. He's done a very good job of straddling TV and film. Everything, yeah. Oh, brilliant. He's made that transition. But what was he in first, first? It was something really... I don't Maybe know. it was Shameless, and then he went to him. movies yeah. from mm. Shameless, which I think is yes. quite a difficult... Because he starred with Anne-Marie Duff, didn't he? Trans- transition, yeah. Married, yeah. Oh, he's married to her. They were. Yeah. They were. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think that's where they. Um, that's where they but what a yeah. br- what a brilliant thing I think for an actor to get a script 
like this oh, yeah. and you think, oh my God, there is so much to get my teeth into here. Yes. And although I was, you know, mildly critical of, of um Sharon Hogan there. It, let's not it, be critical. It, yeah, that. I mean, let's, let's take that back. She I was, was amazing. Say, there's nothing to criticise about no. the whole no, thing. They are both brilliant in it. It is superb. She is a, obviously a brilliant, brilliant writer. We all My know God, that. Yeah, I, yes. I think she's doing lots of script writing and editing mm -hmm. yeah, for she's Hollywood very movies now. She's extremely mm -hmm. talented. I think, yeah. Well, I would have thought Phoebe Waller Bridge opened a floodgates for, I guess, British female writers and mm. things like that because they're doing fantastically well. No credit to them. Yes. I was on Twitter, somebody tagged me in something. She said, I really want you to see my trays. <laughs> I often miss these kind of mm. posts, but there was something about the picture that came up and I was like, oh my God, that's really amazing. And the tray was, she made them, I don't know what kind of paint she used, but it was with sort of straws and metallic right. paints. Mm -hmm. They just looked so phenomenal. Yeah. Can I just and, check, we're talking yeah. about kind of homeware homeware trays, trays. yeah okay okay. okay yeah yeah so and it was kind of a design thing and i thought oh this is amazing she said mm. you can find us on risedesignandshine.com mm. and so i thought risedesignandshine.com was her but mm. then when i went to i've lost the tweet it's disappeared into the ether um i don't know where it's gone but i looked up rise design and shine and actually it's such a nice website it's a bit like a feeder website mm -hmm. for etsy Okay, great. So it's a hub of workshops, inspiration and positive vibes. But basically, if you're a designer, you come along, you set yourself up on their page. So you can go into the designer directory and find out all the designers that are on there and all the different styles of design that they do. So this one, Art Focus, would be editorial book illustration. So if you're looking for a book illustration, yes. you've written something, yes. you could go here, they're looking for freelance work, agent representation, studio work, collaborations. You know, it's like really nice. It's very clear, oh, wow. yeah. the kind of art that they do. And you can go on there and see all of their work and amazing. choose whatever you want. And I can't find Trey Girl. Oh no. I what? can't find Trey Lady. Oh. So if anybody knows. Is Trey Lady just the name you've invented? For? She, that's not her actual name. It's not name. her actual right. name. This okay. is so yeah. annoying. <laughs> it's very specific though, isn't it? I'm sure it's we It's very find specific. The... Mm. So if somebody from um, Rise Design and Shine can get me in touch with the woman that made the amazing trays, it looked like marble effect of paintwork on it. But if you are a creative person, basically Rise Design and Shine, all they want to do is they do workshops to try and bring out different... If you are a creative person, mm -hmm. which I think you are, and you are, mm -hmm. yeah. I'm I'll not. I'll take that. You are. Oh, you are. <laughs> God almighty, you say this all the time, yeah. like it's crazy how you... Uh, you, you you've got I, to measure things differently. You're extremely creative. I, but, I, but I guess I don't feel like I've got anything. But you know, some people like Gabby, mm -hmm. my mum. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tilly, yeah. my middle child, mm. really creative people, always making things, yeah. imagining things. This is somewhere where you could go mm. and do a workshop and think, oh, I'm going to develop that skill a bit more. Yeah. And also, I think, believe that creative people are often much shyer or more nervous about putting themselves out there with their... Well, it's a bit like anybody creative, singers, yeah. dancers. Mm. You, you're very... Because if somebody criticises your skill, it's, you know, to yeah. the heart, it's like us being stabbed. Yeah, yeah. So... Really, oh. To put, your, to put yeah. yourself out there is quite a dangerous thing. Yes. This is a really, really nice place, funny, safe place. Some creators are just very extrovert as well. Um, there's a, and others are introvert. Yes. 
And but oh. you can get one-to-one cons- consultations, which I really oh, like the, the idea of. Okay. Um, yes, I think a lot of your creativity goes straight into your work. I was like, just going to say it that It doesn't as well. like, necessarily often... exist in the home, mm. or although no. you've got great ideas about, mm. about the style of your home. But, um, but also you come up with ideas for TV shows all the time. You're always telling us I have got ideas. lots of ideas. Mm. I guess that's yes. creative, isn't it? It's totally. That's... It's totally creative. And also, you point a camera at you, you need to create content on a whim. And sometimes if the auto cue goes down, like your brain can produce creative things to say at that yeah. moment. So you're completely okay. underplaying yes, I think anything that can hold together live TV to millions Thanks, of guys. people yeah. is being creative. I feel better. Mm. Yeah. Um, but quickly want to say the workshops that they do are brilliant. So they do things like a kids four-week portfolio building trend workshop. Oh, wow. So, you know, if you're doing art GCSE or mm-hmm. if you want to kind of build up your portfolio, they do um, folio focus, transpiration, four-week portfolio building trend workshop, edit images on the go, um, and they've got notebooks and Adobe Illustrator uh, workshop. Okay. Oh, God. I'm you know, those kind of things that. are really useful. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting. Just going back to the, the creativity thing, there was um, a Jordan Peterson post today, which, or, or some point this week, where he said, if you're, if you're going to create content to put out there, he said the best thing you can do is overproduce the amount of content. Put, really? put everything out there. And then Why see what that? sticks, oh, I and see. then start to so, edit back. Yes, so but kind it, of scattergun approach. Right? Uh, absolutely, I think mm. when he started putting his YouTube videos out there, he just put everything out there: his university lectures, thoughts, ideas, so on and so forth. And then you then start to refine it. And it was interesting. We had a meeting with somebody recently who wanted to start making content, mm. and was kind of anxious about what to put out. And it was just the best bit of advice, which is put out everything yeah, you think you should out put the out. Start like. What, talk about the dilemma mm. that you're having online and tell yeah. everybody mm. and share all of it. Yeah, it's interesting because you, you both know my background is in was in TV development. Yes, that's how Michael and I sort of fostered our friendship. Yeah, really. it's exactly um, how we fostered it. Yeah. And we used to go. So I was head of development at a little independent production company in London, and we used to go through wildly sort of yes. differing phases of how to develop projects, and we'd go through the scattergun. F- phase where mm-hmm. we like have loads of ideas and just throw them at broadcasters and then we said no this is the wrong approach we've got to be really clinical and methodical and we've got to do mm-hmm. our research and yes just pitch to like one commissioning editor the, mm-hmm. for one time slot and neither really kind of work yeah yes exactly yeah but i think now obviously the media landscape's changed mm. so you can like you say but i yeah. think especially with social media and when yeah, you're getting yeah. out there people want to know everything about you yeah that's so true. uh, uh m- I'm always saying, don't think post. Mm-hmm. Like, just anything. Like, Michael is an expert in his field. If he told me to go and buy a comb mm. uh, instead of mm. the other comb, I'd go and buy it. Like, because he's an expert in his mm. field. I don't care what he says. Yes, yes. Sometimes you can overthink, like, oh, no, I need to show them something really complicated. Yeah, yeah. It's like, we are all absolute, you know, yeah. idiots when it comes to hair. I don't know what, what I'm doing. And in fact, I could listen to your hair talks week after week and you <laughs> yeah, said it. Yeah. You know, moisture is the Good. enemy has become part of my vernacular. Yes, exactly. It's a great, a great so, slogan, that. But I did love that bit of advice, which is just put it out yeah, there. You know, yeah. like there was a, an article that, or an interview where Bono had written something and he said in an English class at school, his teacher had said, oh, write, write what's on your mind. And he said, oh, I can't think of anything. And he said, well, write about that. And I love that idea. Like, there's yeah. always something to write about, even the fact that you can't write yeah. about something. Yes. You know, like, but that's you should I mean never stare at a blank page. No. About, talk about this the blank girl page. that we were helping. Mm. About saying, mm. you know, tell people about the struggle that you have. Mm-hmm. Because 
Um, I know a young kid mm-hmm. um, who's got a YouTube channel and she's struggling at the moment, but she doesn't want to talk about okay. her struggle. Yeah. Mm. And it's like, tell people so, your yes. struggle. Yes. This is real. Mm. You know, and actually people can see if you're not being real yeah, yeah. very yes. easily. If people you're faking can, happy. Yeah, people can sense a lack of authenticity so mm. quickly these days. Mm. I can see that you've got a list of things, Andy Abrahams, to, to, to go through. Yeah, you're I, very well I, I prepared. Considering this, go, we only my, asked you this morning this to join queue? us. Yeah, no, yeah. well, no, there's, it's there, your queue. It's a few little notes. Yeah, yeah, I, great, I, great. I need to just. Uh, <laughs> I think you're laughing at my he's, notes. He's properly prepared. I'm slightly well, anxious well, now. I mean, I just need to just uh, mm. warn your your yeah. lovely listeners that there may be a slight dip in research quality. No, no, not at all. I did get the call three hours ago. Yes, you did. You did. I think it's fair to say that I'm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's possibly that fatal combination of being uh, over keen and underprepared. Yes, yeah. <laughs> story, the story of my life. Yeah, exactly. But um, the first thing I thought about mm-hmm. uh, when you said, why don't you talk about a few things on the podcast was, I went to the gym this morning. Yep, we can see that. Well done. Well done. Thank you. And when I came out, um, do you remember Fergal Sharkey? Yes! Well, he obviously lives in the same area, roughly, in North London that I do, because yeah. I see him a lot. I've seen him on the on the tube a number oh, of times. Oh, my God. The other week, I saw him in Waitrose, and I was in the, you know, the packing area where mm-hmm. you do your own scanning and packing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he was next to me, and he was singing. And I was like, Shut up! I'm listening to Fergal Sharkey <laughs> singing. He wasn't singing, a, unfortunately, like an yes. old song, like Teenage Kicks or anything like that. But anyway, I saw him going into the gym. He looks fantastic, by the way. He looks... He's still oh, really? got a very angular yes, face. Yes, face. He's got long hair still. It's... Yes, yes. It's still that kind of swept back. Yeah, eyes. yeah. Okay, He's a bit great. more rugged and yeah, creased, yeah. but he looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought, I don't well, know I'll... why that's really good to know. Oh, yes, yeah, totally. I yeah. love older people looking fat. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a sense fantastic. of relief. Yeah. He's very happy within himself and confident and mm. charismatic. And I thought, oh, I'll listen to a few Undertones tracks mm-hmm. you know, on, the, on the way back from the gym, you know, because mm-hmm. it'll be quite nostalgic and I've just seen him. And then it reminded me um, that. There's a really good movie called Good Vibrations. Yes. Which was made, I reckon, about between five and ten years ago. I'm not sure. This is mm-hmm. where the lack of research is going to reveal itself. Um, and I assumed that Good Vibrations would be Beach about Boys. the... Beach Boys. That's exactly yeah. what I thought. Uh, and I'm glad you stepped in there because I was just about to say the Pet Shop Boys. Because <laughs> oh, <yeah, yeah>. <laughs> of Pet Sounds. Yes, and yes. Beach Boys. Very you know. easy oh, yeah, to yeah. yeah. It's a hungover brain for you, yeah. But um, the, the movie uh, is connected very much to the undertones because uh, it's set in 1970s Belfast. Okay. As soon as I say 1970s <gasps> yeah. Belfast, you've immediately got a picture, haven't you? The IRA. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. But let's just say, yeah, a fairly depressing time yes. in, in Northern Ireland's history. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of kind of violence mm-hmm. going on uh, to do with sectarian problems. Yeah. Um, and it's about this amazing character called Terry Dooley. Mm-hmm who is a... He's got a record shop, which I think is called Good Vibrations. I think that must be... The, the Terry Hooley. Okay. Terry Hooley is, in fact, his name, yeah. But some people call him Terry Dooley. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, you're right about the research, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you've, you've slotted in perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. You should have seen the big clangor that I did last week. I couldn't do my maths. I don't know yeah. what I'm talking about. I keep yes. trying to put out... I have to put out caveats every week for mistakes that I've made. Co- notes and corrections. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Hooli so Terry, Terry Hooley is a... Uh, he's a kind of music entrepreneur. He's got this record shop. Mm-hmm. He's also a promoter. And then he sets up a record label. That might have been called Good Vibrations. I'm not oh, sure. Okay, okay. But anyway, he's a very kind of... He was clearly... Because it's all based on the true story. He was clearly a very kind of maverick 
mm-hmm. um, wild sort of um, uncompromising figure in that scene. And he was a real advocate of, you know, early punk music. Mm-hmm. And he obviously just kind of energised the whole music scene there. And he was really, I guess the subtext for the movie is that he was really saying there's another direction for the youth of this city right. to go in. It doesn't yeah. have to be about whether you're Catholic or Protestant. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it was just revolving around this music scene. And one of the bands that he signed was was The Undertones. Oh. Um, there's a very famous moment in The Undertones history. I don't, I, I don't know if you know, but um, their big break came because of John Peel. I didn't John know Peel that. was a huge, huge fan. <laughs> Everybody's big break came with yeah, John Peel yeah. at one back point, didn't they, did, back yeah. in the day. But he, he famously, it's the only time he ever did it, played a record twice in a row because he loved it. Oh, so really? On the radio? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that yeah, is yeah, bold. Yeah. yeah. That, but yeah. That, you really want to do that sometimes. Yes. You want to hear a record on the radio and you could just go, that is so good, we've yeah. got to play it again. Yeah. That is so good. But I just love stories that break the mould like oh. that. Like Bohemian Rhapsody was yes. one of them, when it'll never get played on the radio, it's yes. too long. And then it turns into like the biggest and greatest yes. song of all time at seven and a half minutes. Sorry, go on. No, no, well, really, to mm. say that the movie is more about Terry Hooley than about the Undertones, but they, they play quite a prominent part in it. But it's a very kind of warm, funny, life affirming. Jodie Whittaker's in it. Jodie Whittaker's, I think he, she plays Terry's girlfriend. And possibly. from Line of Duty, he is Adrian, Adrian Dunbar. Dunbar. Yeah, yeah. So it's got oh, a good cast. Oh, wow, and yes. It's a lovely story. And mm-hmm. Liam Cunningham. And, as you can He's imagine, a great awesome. soundtrack. I also, there's I something about, like, these Celtic-based films. Yeah. I love anything set in Scotland yeah. and anything set in Ireland. Like, yes. The Commitments was yes. Knockout. Yes. Train Spotting, Knockout. Yeah, it's any Bill Forsyth movie. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. And you've put me onto a couple of things that, uh, from Northern Ireland uh, in the past that have just been superb. So, yeah, there's something about and, that bleak landscape well, and we, then something happy coming out. Yes, because years and years ago, we, we had a, a filming trip to, to Belfast, mm. didn't we? And I think it made quite an impression on, on oh. both of us. It's a fantastic city. You can just feel the energy kind of pouring out of the brickwork. And, and the transformation that it's gone through yeah, over the last absolutely. 10, 15 years. I did a street you know. mate in Belfast. Did you? Yeah, yeah. well, you'll fine. know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. It, it, it's brilliant there. I love it. So, shall um, I give you the... Oh, yeah, go on, So, it's got a score of 7.2 on IMDb. Mm-hmm. Very good. Pretty sure it's 102 minutes long. Okay, so yeah, one hour 43, so I think you're right there. And um, that is a perfect combination under very, two hours and over very seven. Good. Very good. Uh, thank you very much Let indeed. Me know what you think of it. On the subject of uh, I'm definitely gonna watch it. musical movies, we watched 24 Hour Party People recently. Oh, God, yeah. Did we talk about this? Oh, I don't goodness. think we did. I don't think we oh, did. We didn't, and I hadn't seen you it. You hadn't seen it, yeah. And wow. we were basically getting euphoric recall. Oh, yeah. um, it was so funny. My fa- oh! Yeah. I know what I wanted to talk about. Yes. Sean Ryder. I've just found the song. You haven't? Yeah, yes. Where did you find it? it? I just, I I've just been put looking in, non-stop. Yeah, yeah. So the, this is the link okay, I was okay. getting to. So first of all, um, uh, 24-Hour Party People, a Steve Coogan film directed by Michael Winterbottom. Uh, Paddy Considine's in it. Peter Kay's in it. And then there's a, there's a series of other people, but a really good cast. It's all set around the Hacienda. Which Anybody I think that's our age. Ralph Little, John Sims. Ralph. Oh, my God, yeah. Joy Sorry, Division, yes. New, new Order. Yeah, and all, all of that stuff about Joy Division was so... It broke my heart, really. Mm. It was so sad. That was such a huge... Yes. They yeah. were amazing. Um, and it's such a brilliant... I mean, the bit where the, the guy offers to buy... Uh, factory records off him for all that money. Yeah. Allen. Yes, Keith Allen, yes. yes. And he just goes, well, there is... Well, I'm not going to ruin it for you, but, I mean, God, there's it's there's such a, a great moment. And there's a brilliant scene, isn't there, about a, a table 
Oh, the table. Yes. Yeah, Fantastic yeah. Scene, isn't it? Oh, table. God. Well, I was a student in Manchester in the late 80s, early 90s, and so I used, we used to go to the Hacienda quite yeah. a lot. And, we probably um, were there at the same time. Yeah. Probably, yeah. yeah, but all of my kind of university gang, mm. uh, we all got together to watch 24 Hours Party. Oh, oh really? Yeah. 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 It was so nostalgic. And of course, what we didn't realise at the time was that they had rebuilt the Hacienda because it's incredibly what it is. It's very accurate, yeah, yeah but it wasn't filmed in. No, it's a replica, no. isn't it? God, oh, I didn't God, know that. it wasn't filmed in it. No, because no, it's been converted into apartment blocks, I think, or maybe even not. Yeah, no, it is. It's it mad. It is. Yeah, um, what a brilliant did film it is. Oh, it's really good, isn't it? But what's interesting is a large part of the film is like the Happy Mondays and Sean yes. Ryder, of course, which we thought was really funny and hilarious. And then the other morning we were listening to Virgin Radio. I, I quite like Virgin Radio. I think Chris Evans is quite good on the on the radio and he plays music that I like. So, but he had Sean Ryder on as a guest. And I don't know if you remember, but Sean Ryder is the reason that TFI Friday stopped being live. Because he swore so badly yes, on it. I do remember that. That <laughs> they had to change it all. So it always had a 15 minute delay on after that. And I think it brought in new rules, Ofcom rules and stuff like that. Oh my God, that's he, he amazing. Said the C word, the F word, the yes. B word. I mean, it was brutal. And Chris couldn't shut him up. I mean, he yeah. was obviously either high or completely drunk. And the following week, there was a 15-minute delay put oh on virtually God. all Channel 4 live shows after that. Oh, my God. Um, so it was very funny. So I, I was thinking, oh, my God, Chris has got Sean Ryder back on. But then they played some Happy Mondays and new was, music. I was listening. Yes. I don't think it's Happy Mondays, is it? Uh, well, it could be Sean, it yes, Sean, Sean Ryder's solo stuff. That's um, right. Because I was listening to it and I went, oh, my God, what is this? Mm. And you were like, oh, yeah, this is quite good. And then yeah. we were suddenly turning oh, up so and then it finished. And I was like... Oh my god! I've got to find that song, and I've literally spent the last two weeks. Well, I couldn't work days. out what it was called. I knew it began with an M, and I was like, "What is the song called?" I just found it. Mumbo Jumbo. Mumbo Jumbo. <laughs> By Sean Ryder. Wow. So that's on. I've just. I'm downloading that up. it right now. That went on Sean YouTube four, four days ago. The other thing to say about Twenty Four Hour Party People mm. is um, the character that Steve Coogan plays is this, this incredible figure called Tony Wilson. Yes. Anthony. Wilson, who was... I mean, people often say it's a bit like yeah, if you imagine yeah. Richard Madeley yes. running the most avant-garde sort of record yeah. label. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah, yeah, un- unimaginable, really. A good way to describe but it. But he's a fascinating character. He's a visionary, really, isn't he? Oh, completely, mm. yes. I mean, yeah. he just saw the world completely differently. He's a yeah. fascinating character. And Very Coogan nails it. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people go, oh, it's just Alan Partridge playing Anthony H. Wilson. It is absolutely no. not at all. No. It's somebody doing a fantastic yeah. job of being Anthony H. Wilson. It's one of Coogan's best things, I think, oh, he's, I totally he's agree. done. It's one of, his, yeah, um, one of his best roles, along with, I'd say, something like yes. Philomena. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, well, it's very we'll good. Coogan, yeah. Is this it? I probably will have to pay for that if I play oh, no, more, you only, you gonna... can, You're allowed to play 15 seconds of it. Okay, should we yeah, count? Play it, play it. Yeah, What's on. it called? Mumbo Jumbo. Mm. It's got that black grape. Monday's vibe, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's yeah, so yeah. good! I think it's so good. Vocals have got worse, but better. But better, yes, yeah. I totally agree. The other thing I was going to quickly say about that film is it, you said it was really heartbreaking because of stuff about Joy Division, but if anyone wants to watch uh, Control, which is a Oh, I've not seen that yet. About Much more about Joy Division and Ian Curtis. Yeah. Oh! Yeah, Anton Morton. Corbin made it, didn't Anton he? Corbin. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I keep meaning to watch that. Control. Joel, my, my youngest, really wants to watch it. It's a brilliant it. film. It's, yeah. it's not... Um, it, it, it's... It's not particularly happy, uh, inspiring. Yeah, yeah. But... it's the unhappy Mondays. Yeah, but it was a tra- that was a really, really oh, yeah. Yeah. tragic story because they were a fantastic band and could have yes. gone on and on and on oh, and yeah. on. 
and then they turned into New Order. Yeah. Yes. And I don't know if you guys went to see New Order or if anything. Yeah, my favourite band, so I saw them. Yeah, I went to see New Order. Did they ever strop off? They kept. I went to two gigs, and um, a one gig they stropped mm. off like about a, a third or half the way through because they were doing like it was a triple headliner mm. and they got annoyed that people weren't yeah. singing to their song or something. And I felt they, they just... were very unsuited to kind of arena oh, yes. performances. Really. Yeah. It wasn't their scene I... really, but I mean, that's the way it went. It's a real Manchester thing, that, though, isn't it? You think about what Oasis used to do. They never used to come on and talk to the audience ever. No. They'd come on, sing and leave, no encore. Almost hostile. And they'd call everybody hostile. a bunch of bastards, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but people and wanted to be insulted by. Oasis, they did, didn't yeah, they? yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what but and New Order, New Order were the same. You wanted to be insulted. That was a great bit where they showed the Sex Pistols on Twenty Four Hours. Yeah, yeah, it's the, the opening bit, it? isn't it? And you said yeah. there was fourteen people in this room. Yeah. Me, Mick Hucknall over there, the ginger twat, or something. <laughs> the postman guy, yeah, yeah, the postman yeah, yeah. Anyway, definitely watch that. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. The other day, mm-hmm. I was going from A to B in mm-hmm. the car, mm-hmm. and I put on my sat-nav, and Holly went, why don't we use Waze? And I said, oh, I've got my sat-nav in my car, it's fine. She went, no, Waze is amazing. She doesn't have sat-nav in her car, so she has it on her phone, she downloaded it, and um, I feel like I'm incredibly late to this party. Yes, I've heard about Waze many years ago. I've never downloaded it, and I've never used it, but so, everybody tells me to. Basically, um, Holly said to me, look, Waze is a way of everybody tells you where the traffic is. What's up. It's like live updates, but the thing that I really enjoy about it is the social aspect. So if um, it'll say... On your Waze map, it'll tell you that there is um, an object in the road coming up. And then when you pass it, it says, Has, is object still there? Uh, and okay, you so say, you yes, or no, you contribute oh. to the live updates. Now, obviously, you have to be super careful because if you're driving, you don't want to be thinking about, should I update? But if somebody's in the car with you, they, they, can, they can do it but, for you. But somebody could be malicious, couldn't they, and say... It's they gone. could. Yes. I think you'd have to be, be pretty arsey. Yeah. And, you know, you might do it once, once, but you won't do it more than... It's like... No. Yeah. You're not so you are relying... Const- it's like all the best things about sort of the online world. They exactly. They rely on a, yes. and uh, a trust uh, and, well, like and a, yeah, a community. A collective thing, yeah. yeah. And if something's been cleared, then you can say it's been cleared, and that's brilliant mm. because then it goes off the map. You can also see friends of yours. It's a bit like Snapchat. 
if anybody you know is in a car near you or you can have a little avatar for your car and you can see other people's cars. It's hilarious. It's a social no media idea. traffic. Yeah, sat-nav. Sat yeah. I've been on yeah. loads of production shoots mm. where the researcher or the assistant producer always whacks on ways and that's on. Yeah. I always think, well, that's... I always use my iPhone yeah. just out of Apple loyalty, but so I look, have no idea this was part of it. You can choose your little avatar for right. your car. Oh, wow. Um, but also you can um, carpool, which mm -hmm. I have never done, but you said you have. Yeah, a few times. Again, on shoots, really. Um, it's just a very easy way for, if you're picking up, if you've got a gear or kit yes. that needs to go somewhere, drop off. It's just a really easy way of doing it rather than having to go to a so, particular location. So, so carpooling is... I'm right thinking, you just pick people up yeah, if they're so going to the same you area you've as got, you. you've got space in your car, you register your car so it's, right. and say that you've got space and then oh, you I see, say, I, I'm going I to want Scotland. a lift to Scotland. Yeah. And somebody goes, well, I'm driving there today. Oh, I see, yeah, no, sorry, I misunderstood. It's like, it's that, is it? Yeah, it's, so it's a bit like when you kind of share an Uber ride with someone, but you're yes, doing yourself. Yeah. the Uber pool. So I would Which never we've do done. this. We have done that. <laughs> we had great... You've done that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my time. God, you guys FaceTime me from a car. Yes. Did it? An Uber yeah, pool. Yeah, an Uber yes. pool. We used to do this thing where we'd travel across London for a nice. night out. So we'd start yeah. east, come to, to the West End mm. and then end up west. And at each part of the journey, we'd Uber pool the, the next one, see if we could pick up mm. along the way. And then they come on the night out with us. I mean, some people don't, obviously, but yeah, some occasionally. People, weird, some, some stupid people, people that don't want to have a good night <laughs> yeah. and yeah. not nice. follow with it's you. Two random men, yeah. Oh, we, had a, we had that Romanian heavyweight lifter once. Yeah, he'd remember. been in the Olympics, mm. the, the previous Olympic Games. He'd won, like, a silver medal in what, weightlifting. he was in the car with you he, as he a driving. He was driving, oh, he, he was an Uber. Driving. Yeah. But uh, it is amazing who drives an Uber and then who gets in the Uber pool. It's fascinating. Well, I think if you go to a new city, a classic one would be, so ones that spring to mind for me are Nairobi and L.A., if you really want to get a flavour of that city, then you get Ubers and you yes. chat to the drivers because they've invariably got like they three or four everything. gigs on the go. Yeah. Some of them, I mean, I remember one in LA trying to test me out his new comedy material on me. Yeah, really? Yeah, this is great. And I having, have to say, yeah. as a single woman, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. The, the carpool. I wouldn't carpool. First of all, you could... you're not a single woman. Let's just establish <laughs> yes. that for a second. If I was if I was travelling yeah. alone, yeah. I wouldn't do it. If I was yeah. with a girlfriend, maybe, yeah, but yeah. I but, but even you can, then you can stipulate what kind of person you want. Do you want a woman? Do you want a, yes, a Jewish I person? Yes, I guess so. Jupal <laughs> <laughs> would be quite good, I'd do that. Jupal. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that is so funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean I I was just thinking when I talked about that, or when I looked at it, when I looked at ways, I was remind, reminded of the hitcher. Mm -hmm. Yes, well, I was going to say, this, this is a modern yes. version of hitchhiking. Yeah. Yes. And there could be a great Which horror movie centred around... Great horror so, movie yeah. centred around carpooling. Mm, very good idea. That's going to be the next... See, instead of hitcher, yeah. there's going to be the carpooler. Carpooler. The hitcher is a great doesn't, reference. That's doesn't a, have the yeah. same... Rooker Howard died recently, I think, yeah, he didn't did. he? He 2019. Was, he was Blade Runner as well, wasn't he? Yeah, yes. he was. Yes. It's quite an imposing figure, wasn't oh, yeah. he? Huge. Oh, my Very God. And evil looking without even trying. Yes. I mean, imagine just being born evil mm. looking. Mm. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. So that's ways. Um, it's, it just got me thinking about... I've been watching lots of Kerber Enthusiasm recently, and there's one called The Carpool Lane. I don't know if you've ever seen this episode or not. I think it's season four, episode six. Yeah. So... Um, it says uh, here, the little synopsis is, Larry scrambles to find tickets for a very promising Dodger game, 
But before he can go, he has to take care of a few things first. The duties include getting out of jury duty, driving a friend to the airport and scoring some medical marijuana for his dad's glaucoma. <laughs> uh, and finally, a run-in with a hooker helps makes the chores easier. Yes, I remember Because it, yeah. the only way he can do all these jobs is to use the carpool lane. So he, he picks up a hooker. So you can only use the carpool lane with another person in the car. So he has to pay for this prostitute for the whole day to get oh him around gosh, at LA that faster. Is so and the funny. prostitute's this huge black woman who is just hilarious with the massive boobs, isn't she? You know, it's just a cracking episode. So, he, uh, and he loves this prostitute. He doesn't want to have sex with her or anything. He just thinks think she's, she's absolutely mega. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes on this whole trip with her all around. Has LA, the best day ever. It's very funny, and that is uh, the carpool lane. It's called from Curvy Enthusiasm. It's an absolute cracker. Andy. What have you got? Oh, okay. So here's a very short one. Um, mm-hmm. I showed you this TikTok, I think, a little while back. And it's very simple. But you know there's a, a, a very big sort of trend in TikTok for duets, it's called. Is that anything to do what with the Jewish community? So it's basically, no, no, duet as in two. Okay. Yeah, uh, <laughs> as in duo. And it's, um, well, it's it basically you put on a video of yourself doing something classic one will be singing uh-huh. and then you leave room for someone else to oh yes to do a split screen yes you know, and they can harmonize with yeah. you or whatever other yes. ones are acting which yeah. are really sweet as well and you can sort of act a scene with someone oh, and someone just kind of take off because they've got a bit of chemistry i yeah. suppose um but there's a really really sweet one which i discovered called he's uh, the tiktok creator is called white dot smile mm-hmm. and he's a big chap with an incredibly charismatic um gorgeous smile and all he does, very simply, is he uh, raises his head very slowly, except for particular oh. music, mm-hmm. and and unleashes his massive mega what smile. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah. You did send it to me. That and, was amazing. And he says, duet this with your with your kids. And so people have got their babies or toddlers, yeah. very young, mm-hmm. to, to look at this. Um, and then at first they're kind of a little bit uh, uncertain. Who is this guy? And what's he about to do? And then he unleashes a smile and they start <laughs> laughing and smiling. It's Damn. just great. Wow, it's... what a smile. Here we go. So she's a bit unsure. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, oh. wow. Wow. So basically what we've seen is he starts smiling now and this little baby who looks a bit perturbed suddenly ah. just breaks into the biggest smile. So there's hundreds of those and they're God. it's a really nice way to cheer yourself up. In, it in, is. Yeah. This guy's particularly good at it though, right? Yeah. Do you know what is amazing about that, really, is... Can I just watch Oh, yeah, cool, let's do one more. Yeah. Look at looking straight at the camera. Oh! Maybe it's her smile, who knows? Yeah. (laughs) This is a good one, actually. Oh, one more, one more. Oh, So what's that called? He's called White, White. Dot Smile. Yeah. Okay, wow. It is amazing, literally, from the moment a baby's born, it's reading your face. The reading faces of all humans, yes, trying to work out absolutely. whether they're a threat or whether they're in danger or whether they're a good person. And so, you think just how, as we grow up as adults, it's so hard to 
measure just how much information we take Processing, in about what yeah. somebody's face is doing or not mm. doing in, in order to whether we can trust them or not. Apparently, I read something about that's why we have whites of our eyes, is that we can then assess how to trust people or not because we can see what they're looking at. And I always thought it was amazing, really, that we've evolved to have the whites of our eyes so we can, we can try and understand what people are doing more and more. But the face mask thing has really made it very difficult. And I can't, I can only imagine there'll be some survey done or a study done of children who were born during oh, lockdown sure. that have only seen masked faces or, or lots of masked faces that mm. have a slightly mistrust of people maybe or an inability to read people accurately. When I see, I've mm. spoken about this, I think mm. on this pod before, but when I see little children in supermarkets, yes. I slightly pull down my mask and, and, smile. and just give them yeah. a little smile and then put it back well, up again. Because I think that is a fantastic yeah. contribution, I think. Yes. See that I'm yes. I do that, and then I normally get thrown out by the yeah. security guard. Yeah, yeah it's somehow unacceptable. Bearded guy. Yes. <laughs> yes, we need him out. I've um, got a very quick one. Okay, go for it. Um, voila, AI. Mm -hmm. This really made me laugh. I want to do it on Andy. I'm mm. obsessed with Disney, as you know. Mm. I love Disney characters. I love Disney movies. And they have made, basically, an app. Yes. Voila AI. Oh, no, I've seen Where you can become, you, yeah. it turns you into a 3D cartoon. Well, there's also a Snapchat filter called, I think it's called yes, Cartoon 3D. It's, it's similar to that. Yes. But it's for people maybe that, okay. like, I, that are a bit older. Well, the one I tried doesn't process my beard very successfully. So let's see. Oh, let's see. Now. So try that. Um, let's have a look. Yeah, I'm going to get a bit closer. So, because I haven't got the pro, um, it takes ages, and oh, they try and sell me a lot of stuff. So yeah. we just may need to talk amongst ourselves. But so th I did this it to Michael, the, yeah. and it was hilarious. Yeah, it is. <gasps> oh. oh goodness! Oh my god! I'm quite taken yeah. with this. Oh, hold on. Yeah, that's nice. Oh, you got a good head of hair there. So yes, I, 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 I love it. The it nose looks... is pretty accurate. This <laughs> is my favourite. <laughs> Screen grab that. And we'll we drop will. It in. We yeah. will. Um, yes, yeah. we will post this. Yeah, very, I don't very put, good. Put any other photos of me? Just that one. Oh, that. Oh, you're quite very amazing. suave there. Yeah, I, I could be. Oh, creepy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, very handsome there. I mean, the danger is you look better as a oh, caricature yeah. rather than an actual yeah, human I'll, being. I'll take um, a caricature. Anyway, yeah, yeah, me too. Mine, mine looks loads better. Um, okay, I'm going to finish off with one more, um, more thing, if that's all right. My very good friend, Jeff Dawson, who is the guitarist in my band. I say my band because I'm the lead singer, but it's probably Jeff's band, really, because he's the guy who actually organises everything. Jeff is a fantastic guitar player. You've never seen my band, have you? Never, I've you? always okay. missed your gigs. Yeah, OK. Yeah. Well, we'll probably do one at some point, but he's and a fantastic guitar player. Yes. I have never been to a gig. OK, great. And we can I would absolutely definitely that. be throwing my pants at you. Yes, great. Well, I love that. You know, <laughs> the enormous trousers coming at me, you know. I, I might throw my boxes at you too. Yes, okay. they'd yeah. be um, uh, also enormous, yeah. Um, so, so Jeff is a writer. He lived in LA for a long time. He was the, um, the editor of Empire magazine uh, in Hollywood for 20 years. Wow! Yeah, right? He knows and he, everyone. And he's in your band. Yeah, he's in my band. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> he lives in Chiswell Green in St Albans. It's just like, Jeff, what are you doing here? Like, you should be in Beverly Hills or something, you know. But he did all that whole thing and then he came back to the UK. And, and then he wrote for The Times for a long time, uh, largely in the culture section, doing all the big interviews and all the rest of it. And he's written lots of books and all sorts of different things. But um, I rang him the other day and I said, what have you been up to? And he said, oh, I've written two episodes for a podcast, a hugely successful history podcast called... Real Dictators. 
Um, and he said, it, it's massive. It's number one in the history charts. I had a little look and it is number one in the history charts. Dan Snow's been oh bumped to God. number three. No. The history hit, yeah. He's up his game. 35 million listens. What? This podcast's had. Yeah, Goodness it's me. massive. So he's written a double parter uh, called um, Colonel Gaddafi, part one and part two. And he's oh, done the history of Gaddafi. So one's 37 minutes, one's 39 minutes. Oh, nice um, short. Yes, exactly. Uh, first one's called Son of the Desert and the second one's called Gaddafi in London. Have you listened to them? N- no, not yet, okay. but I'm about to. Mm. Uh, but um, what I do know about Jeff, he's, he's just a fantastic writer. He's got three novels out at the moment, uh, which I'm waiting to review. I'm not a big reader, so I'd like to read the books and then obviously recommend them, but um, they've just come out as audio books. I was just going to say, yeah, has yeah, he they've done just them come audio out. So they've Does just come he out. narrate them? Uh, no, he doesn't, but he's, I can't remember who narrates these, but Paul McGann narrates these podcasts. Okay. Oh, and great. And they're filled with brilliant interviews from people who were actually wow. there at the time. They're really well done, but... Um, I, I, I'm going to recommend these without listening to them. I'm going to listen to them this week and then I'll give them another mention oh, next week. Yeah, it sounds, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like Son of the, Sons of the Desert or Son of the Desert. It sounds like that's the kind of origins that we find out where he's come from because I have no idea about Gaddafi's roots mm. of you. I well, I, I know a little bit about them from those Adis, Adam Curtis documentaries because yes. they, they, they touch on Gaddafi. And, yes, and, but where he came from, I have no yes, idea. Yes, I have yeah. no idea either. Um, so they're really great. And I, I know Jeff's such a talented writer that I, I have no doubt that they're filled with absolutely full of golden nuggets. And we all love a bit of history. But everybody's in here, these uh, yes, real dictators. Else? So um, Let's see who the top ten yeah, dictators let's, are. Yeah, you can have a little look. So uh, there is, obviously, um, uh, Mao Zedong, okay. Chairman Mao. Yes. There is, obviously, Stalin, uh, I'm Joseph assuming. Stalin is in there. All yes, the big King, hitters. King John Il. Yes. Um, someone called Papa Doc. Yes. Du- Duvalier? Who's that? Uh, Haiti. Oh, oh is it? Did they the do the mass suicide? Yes. Uh, oh, I can't remember. No. He's definitely connected to Haiti, yeah. Um, He's kind it, of a voodoo sort of cult. Mm. Yes, um, he, so he, he convinced everybody he was a voodoo god. But it says here, how does a single human being convince thousands to kill for them and millions to turn a blind eye. Mm. I mean, I'd like to find out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like to, sounds like quite a useful um, But it looks great. Set. And I will get round to listening to his books. And, uh, and But he's called Jeff Dawson. And the, the books have just come out in paperback. Well, the first one, I think, is called Hell's Gate. But if you Google that, you'll find great. that. But uh, I'd highly, highly recommend these. I think they're going to be brilliant. Can I do one last Yeah, of course. I mean, it's a bumper, only, a bumper episode. Uh, only because yeah. it will take me two minutes, yeah, but sure. I think it is a game changer for people. And it's definitely been a game changer for Chester. And I know we're coming into some really nice mm. weather. Is that if anybody has allergies or hay fever, and this uh, year yes. has been I particularly do. bad. Yeah, it has been awful. I am sorry to say this is really expensive, okay. but... It has changed Chester's life, and it is called the Philips Air Purifier. Oh, wow. And I am quickly going to look it up on my phone. Okay, because I've been, like, necking the so, antihistamines and all the usual stuff. Which exactly. Which is very pleasant. So this is the Philips Air Purifier Series 3000i. And it removes 99.97 of ultrafine particles. So Chester's bedroom is his safe place. We never open the windows. Uh, we take off clothes that he's been wearing mm. outside, outside the door. He goes in there and he can breathe. And it is fast and efficient. It's got an app on your phone. Mm. It can tell you in real time how clean the air is. Oh, and, really? Uh, it's really, really clever. 
Um, it's quiet, Mark satisfied. So you know, normally they're like, Ugh, yeah, they're yeah, like so noisy. No, it's not it's incredibly noisy. It's like quiet. A fan, basically. Yes, it like a fan. and when you turn it on at the beginning, it goes into quite noisy, but then it really calms it's down. Nice, it's yeah. just, right. but it does something like it purifies the air in six minutes. Wow, it's raining outside. Oh, I wonder what that noise was. Yeah. Um, so you know, if we want to come downstairs, mm. it will clear twenty meters squared in eight minutes or something like that it's unbelievable but it comes at a very hefty price Mm. um it it is 450 pounds okay but look you say that a dyson hairdryer is 400 pounds yeah like and and it's a big deal if you suffer with allergies it has a 92 percent recommendation like people that have used it Mm -hmm. like me yeah it is remarkably expensive but i'm sure you could buy one on hp or something like that yeah yeah yeah. installments to spread the cost it makes a big difference yeah and huge 20 meters squared is a lot well imagine if you have it for like 10 years i mean oh gosh pay for itself i mean easy right the Oculus that we bought cost three hundred pounds, and stop using it. It's amazing, dizzy. Yeah. So. Do you know, the funny thing is, I carry it around with me, like yeah. when I'm travelling, one thing or another. I'll take the Oculus, and then it sits yeah. in my bag. I must get it back out. I used to love the boxing. I yes. wonder if they've done an update on the boxing. Oh, we'll yes, have a we look. Fight each other, yeah. Oh, but the reviews on this product okay. are yes. amazing, and lots of people are quite sceptical about it. Like, how much really can it help? But it really, right. really has made an enormous difference to mm. the quality of Chester's life and his sleep. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Fantastic. Because obviously good. the pollen comes out at night. Yes. It's morning and night. Yes. And then at night there's a big burst. And it's mm. always terrible at night. And this really, really helped him. Andy Abrahams, yes. have you got anything to finish off with? I feel like, because you're our guest. Is there, I did is have there a little... more. Yeah, well, yes. I'll throw yes. it in there. I'll you know, be quite quick. Yeah. Um, so this is a documentary series, mm-hmm. which is on Netflix. And it's called Last Chance You, which is spelt just the letter U. The letter U. Um, but um, I guess the thing I'd say about it is I think we've become very familiar with a particular style of Netflix documentary. Yes. Uh, the apex of which was probably uh, Tiger King. So, you know, yes. slightly sensationalist, yes. very fast cut, loads of content, always moving on. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, there's a time and a place for that. But, yes. And that's very good in, in many ways. But I also like a, a, a more sort of uh, stately yes. uh, story to unfold. And Last Chance You was a really, really lovely series about it's actually in a way it's about american football but it's mm-hmm. not really about that the, the subtext is it's about yes. young men and the last chance they've got really to to yes. make a massive difference in their life so there are these colleges i think they're kind of like community colleges known as junior colleges and they get into university via football yes yeah, so the and so these junior colleges so the one in the first two series is in east mississippi i think mm-hmm. and it's a fairly sort of run-down kind of place yeah. and a little bit depressing. And you get the chance. It's a kind of last-chance saloon. And But as you know, American football at college level is very, very sort of big competitive, and competitive. Yeah. And so uh, this one college uh, had a, developed a strategy which was to try and find the best American college, uh, best American young American football players who had kind of been chucked out or dropped mm-hmm. from other colleges on their way to the big time because they had kind of like academic problems yes. or attitude problems yeah. a lot of the time because they've had really really tough upbringing oh yeah yeah it manifests itself in a kind of apathy maybe or mm-hmm. a bad attitude mm. and that's their strategy to kind of win their division mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's a high risk because these are brilliantly talented young men but they come with quite a lot of Baggage. challenges around mm. them yeah 
And the more you get to know them, the more you kind of fall in love and are rooting for these young men because this is their last chance. And invariably, they want to do it for their mum, you know, and oh. buy her house and get out of the yeah, ghetto. Yes, yeah. So the stakes are very high and they've got this very sort of abrasive, brash coach, borderline abusive coach, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they've also got this amazing kind of um, pastoral tutor woman who's tried to kind of guide them through the academic side because they've got to get their grades and you know she gets so exasperated when they skip a lesson Mm. or something Mm. so you're really really rooting for them and it's kind of heartbreaking in many ways some of the stories turn out but also some really brilliant inspiring stories how many um five seasons of it each one about eight or nine seasons yeah the latest one they've done is actually now in la and it's a basketball Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so team. So it's a sort of similar story. So, wow. Yeah, I would really, really recommend it. Oh, well, it's nice that there's that five series so of it. Because I love being able to get my teeth in something. But, uh, yeah, I would say it, it is a bit slower the way they kind yep. of unfold the stories, but it's beautifully filmed and brilliantly researched. And there's quite a lot of production value in it. Yeah, but yeah. it's just a, a different pace. You know? Yeah. On a very light note, there was um, a series that I keep trying to get my kids to watch because I think they would really enjoy it that was called Friday Night Lights. And it yes, was about, it was a movie originally, wasn't um, it? Yes, really? and it yeah. got turned into a series. Mm. And um, it's basically centred around a coach and his family, and they teach at high school. And then the high school kids uh, go on to college. Well, maybe they're college kids and they go on to university. But it's about that like last kind of year where yeah. are you going to get picked? Yeah. But I learned about how the quarterback is the most important person in any American football game. Yes. Like he's the star. The Tom Brady kind of, um, yeah. And um, I also learned that Friday... Oh, well, it's Friday Night Lights, so it's high school. Because Friday Night Lights is high school. Um, Saturday Night is um, university football. High school and college is Friday night. University is Saturday night and NFL is Sunday night. That's what they show on the telly. So the Friday night thing is school and college, then there's Saturday and then there's Sunday. I had no idea about that either, but um, it's a really good series and it hasn't um, dated badly Mm. or anything. It's, It's, you know, well worth a watch. Uh, great, thank you very much indeed for that. A few shout outs then just to finish off here. So Rita Robbins, which is her name's Crippen Girl um, on here. But um, I was talking about the subscription to the Financial Times, I think, and she said, Hi, Michael and Davina, thanks again for a great podcast. I'm a couple of episodes behind because the dog ate my earbuds. Classic. And I normally listen on my walks. I mean, God, you lose an earbud. Oh, God, God it's not so annoying. Anyway. Do you know where I lose them? Oh, go on. In your ears. In my ears, yeah. Oh, you can't, you don't know where they are. Yeah, exactly, I'm looking around for them. There's this, <laughs> it's like, where are my glasses? Yeah. You're staring through them. <laughs> Uh, my recommendation for you is a ready subscription service. It's seven ninety nine a month for access to more than 5,000 wow. magazines and newspapers, including The Guardian, what? Evening Standard, Marie Claire, Red, I can go on. You can cancel at any time. For the moment, it's try free for two months. Great for holes. <gasps> uh, you get family sharing, so multiple logins. Uh, I joined up in lockdown, uh, thinking I'd try for a little while, but I'm still going 10 months later. You only need to read two glossy mags on it, and the fee is worth it. That's I think we great. need to spell it. It's called Readly. R E A D L Y. Okay. Readly. Where are you reading that? Because I've lost. It is Readly subscription service. Oh, what did I say? Readily. Readily, but I think. Does it? Does that? It's called, it's called my Readly. Yeah. Oh, oh no, it's called my mm. recommendation. Sorry. It's yeah. called Readly. <laughs> yes, I'm sad. I won't be coming back. <laughs> I mean, it's a made-up word. Okay. Um, yeah. but it's a made-up word because you People can't yeah. get you can't get a name for uh, or a, um, an account. Gina Ribena. 1981. We know Gina uh, 
Uh, hey, just listening to this week's set, would really recommend The Last Man on Earth on Prime. My partner and I have watched it through twice, and I'm now watching it again with my 15-year-old. It's so funny and current, although it was out before COVID. It's also about a virus that has left a handful of people left alive, and how will they find each other? Well, it's got January um, Jones in it. January Jones, uh, yes. Oh. Uh, so thank but for her to have watched it twice and is now watching yeah, it with her 15-year-old, that is a very good recommendation, isn't it? Highly very, recommended. Very Thanks, uh, Gina. That's very, very good. Nicola Mailing said, hi, lovely people. Thanks for the info about Bumboo. I've just placed an order and you can use a Summer 20 to get a 20% discount. So that's wow. Summer 20, the number 20, all in capital letters and you get a 20% discount. Um, and then it also says... Dates for your diary, the 23rd of July, I mean, season it's two already in there. of Ted Lasso. I sent, dun, dun, I sent dun. the trailer to Michael the other day. Yeah. It's already in there. So excited. Hang on. The 17th of September, <gasps> season two, The Morning Show. <gasps> <gasps> Thanks for another great episode. Also, have you tried Megan Rossi's Bio and Me yogurt? Yes. It's awesome. The vanilla. I have. The vanilla. Did you just say the yeah. vanilla? It's just like cream. It's the vanilla delicious. is my favourite. Oh, wow. And it's prebiotic, so it's full of really good prebiotics. It's pre... I mean, I bet... I get worried about recommending yes. M- Megan too much because... Yeah, like, it's like a sponsor. It is like a sponsor, but yeah. her stuff is so good. But I do, it should come with a warning, a caveat saying that it will make you fart a lot. Her granola <laughs> makes me fart so much. <laughs> but it's so good for you. But her prebiotic yoghurt is off the charts amazing. Uh, Bio we- and me, it's called. Lisa Jackson has said, I was also struggling to juggle family life and work with walking our energetic golden retriever, Monty, until I came across an absolutely brilliant borrowmydoggy.com website. You pay a yearly subscription, £40, set up a profile uh, for your dog and then wait for local borrowers to message you. Oh my God, I'd have to set up a really specific profile for my dog. I'd have to really sell her. Killer looking dog. Yes, but... 13-year-old. Likes treats. But likes treats. Uh, We have met some great dog-loving people who can't have their own dog for different reasons and have now become regular walkers. God, this is great. It's an absolute win-win. Though it does help to have people loving dog who doesn't have any stranger danger Mm. as well being on dog walk. Mm. The only downside being that Monty now expects all visitors from the Amazon delivery man to the window cleaner to be visiting for the sole purpose of taking him for a walk. Yeah. I don't blame Monty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. That's yeah. really but, cute. Um, thanks, Lisa, because I do need uh, some help in dog walking at the moment. So my dog walk has fallen over and broken her arm. I mean, oh, anybody would be very blessed to walk Ronnie. Uh, yes. Oh this, my God, she's the best. This is a good one from Wendy Bell. Thanks for brightening my Fridays. You're great together. How apt that on Friday you talked about the Oral-B toothbrush. Oh, yeah. I've been to the hygienist on Tuesday and we discussed these. For anyone who doesn't want to spend a fortune, she recommended Oral-B Pro 2 as a two-minute timer and the red light if you're brushing too hard. The hygienist also said that never pay more than £40 as they are always on I mean, you spent a lot more than I that. I did. Yours is very fancy pants. Though. Yeah, I mean, um, but that shames great. me. Went into the Boots oh. app. They have them for £35. Uh, one pink, one charging. Dot £50. Uh, so, yeah, there's plenty of options there. Thanks, Wendy Bell. For mentioning that, you mean, nice by shame, you mean sorry, it means you like corrects your it, brushing it, style. No, yeah. it gives me a smiley face, ah, um, or it gives me a sad face if okay. I've brushed for under a minute. It gives Ooh, me a, it's a, a wonky, it's it? very passive aggressive, mm-hmm. but it's very, very mm-hmm. good because I now wash my teeth, brush my teeth for two minutes. It's... Heidi Plom, dear D, we love M, Heidi. Making the cut is still my top three fave regular podcasts. That is amazing, but so is Joe Rogan. But that is, I like, I was I mean, like, oh my god, Joe Rogan's like. 
two Mega. million yeah. listens a week or something. And we're up there. With, we're up there. With Joe Rogan. Yeah. Thanks, Heidi Plum. But she sent us an episode of the Joe Rogan podcast to listen to. She said, this one is well worth a listen. Um, so I wonder which one it is. Which Let's have a quick look. Um, I do listen to the Joe Rogan one. Matthew Walker. Matthew Walker. Episode Professor 11. of Neuroscience and Psychology. Oh, we're going to love that. Science. I see. We're going to love that. Finally, Matthew Walker. Uh, or a Centre for Human Sleep Science. Yeah, sleep or, science is fascinating, isn't it? Yeah. Although I have um, no problem with sleep. And then finally... That's what's fascinating, because some of us do, yeah. Samantha, I'm going to... Samantha Lane, underscore. Hello, I'd like to recommend Hungry by Grace Dent. I love Grace the Dent. The wonderful food critic. It's written beautifully, very nostalgic. Not just about food, but takes you back to an era when life seemed so simple. Mm. About love and loss and foods we will all remember. Mm. A warm hug in a book. Oh. Mm. Thanks to your podcast that has kept me going these last 18 months. Thanks from Samantha Lane. Thank you, Samantha Lane. Do you think that's made Andy hungry? Well, he came round for lunch and we didn't give him any. I've gone beyond hungry. Have you? No, but I feel... We're going to eat before the food. He needs food. Culturally, Phil, from this... Yeah, you've been satiated with culture. To finish, we have been... Well, yes, there's something we are supposed to do. We have been... We've been nominated for an award, for a podcast award. Well done. Did you know that? Well yeah, done. but we need to get people to vote. Oh, God. The Listener's Choice vote is open for British Podcast Awards. Encourage your listeners to go to britishpodcastingawards.com and select Making the Cut. So let's click on that and see where it takes us. So britishpodcastawards.com. And we are in the Listener's Choice Award, supported oh. by BBC Sounds. Ding. Do you think we'll win it because we said that? I, well, I hope so, yeah. So you search for the podcast and we put in there Making... Shall we vote for ourselves? Definitely, yeah. Several Can we do times. That? We should hammer it. We should maybe pay the kids to just... There we are. There we are. So oh there gosh, you go. Oh, gosh, that's so exciting. So, yes, the BritishPodcastAwards.com. You are voting for making the cut, and then you put in your name, your details. I am not a robot. Click the terms and conditions and submit. We would be super grateful oh, if you voted for vote us. please vote for us. Yeah, I mean, I, do you know, I, the only award I've ever won was for a breakdancing back in about 1985. I was the under-14s UK champion. I was about 12, I think, at the time. You definitely deserve more recognition for you your do. achievements. And I will consider voting for you. Oh, really? I need to wait up against you a few d- other options. I agree. You know, yeah. Michael deserves more awards. Oh, yes. I, I, any award would be good. No, I would Even I could, if I could get an award for the least amount of awards won for a human being. <laughs> That would be a pretty good award, right? Need, uh, to be well, thank you very much indeed. While I've both got you here, I would like to say a heartfelt thank you to both of you. One, because, you know, doing your hair for all these years had a significant impact on my career. Aww. So that's one really big thing. It changed, my, changed the course of my career entirely. And I would say meeting you, you were responsible, Andy Abrahams, for putting me on television. And that might not have happened had I hadn't been your hairdresser. True. So there is a like a chain link between the two of you towards And me. we'd like to thank you yes. for introducing us to each other. Oh, well, yes. great, great. But I just wanted to say it publicly that well. I owe a large part of my career to you two. I know I'm a good hairdresser and all the rest yes, of it. Yes, and you're also a, a brilliant presenter. And so a brilliant person. Well, you, you leveraged me to the hilt. I'm eternally well, grateful well, to both pleasure. of you You've for that. You've got it all to back it up. It's been a hell of a ride. Well, good. It has, hasn't it? It's not over yet. Um, <laughs> thanks, everybody, for listening. <laughs> you know, I lost the, I, was, I was on a roll. I, was, I don't even notice. I was reading out those messages there 
really well. Like the best. I noticed. Did you? Not I that, did. It was the way you were driving the deck. Yeah. yeah I was loving. I don't think I've ever done it that well. Swiping, and I was, pressing. And I was on a roll. I think because you're here, I've pulled, really I've pulled some extra yeah. things out of the bag. I stumbled across very few words. It was just at the very you end where I went, I screwed it at the end. But, um, yeah, but that's a bit of fallibility. People, that's why people are going to mm. vote for you. Yeah. Okay. Are people going to vote for us, do you think? Oh, I think we'll win. I don't think won. we'll win, but I think people will vote for us. We're the underdogs. Okay. Yes. Vote for us. We're the underdogs. We're England versus Germany. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And thanks, Andy. Thanks, Andy. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.